It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, first day of legal tampering is in the books, and for the silver and black, it was a very, very quiet day. We'll talk about the day that was and who could still be in play for the Raiders. Also, some teams, especially in the AFC West, are winning the offseason, which doesn't mean that you're going to win in the regular season. We'll talk about that, plus your calls and texts. We'll close things out. It's all coming up on Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, March 15th, 2022. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders, win. part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Just win. your team Just every win. day. Just win. Welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find it free and available on all platforms, as many of you do. Definitely appreciate all the support. And here in segment number one, going to give you the news and notes of the day. And across the NFL, it was the first day of legal tampering. Uh, and look, it was fast and furious. There was a lot of different guys that agreed to deals that can be finalized on Wednesday. Just the Raiders weren't one of them. The Raiders were very, very non-active on Monday. And really, you know what? It wasn't even that they were non-active. It just wasn't that they were landing players. You know, they took a very long time, and I thought it was an encouraging sign that J.C. Jackson hadn't agreed to a deal for a very long time. And right before I went on the radio, about 2 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, the news rolled out from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport and others that uh, J.C. Jackson had agreed to a five-year, $82.5 million deal that includes $40 million guaranteed with the L.A. Chargers. So the L.A. Chargers have been putting in all kind of work. They've been landing all kind of different players. Khalil Mack from the Chicago Bears, they got him in a trade. J.C. Jackson agreed to a deal with him as far as free agency goes. Then also on Monday, they landed defensive lineman Austin Johnson and Sebastian Joseph Day. Austin Johnson comes from the Giants, and Joseph Day comes from the Rams, where he reunites with Brandon Staley again. So, uh, yeah, they're really working on that, that Charger defense, and they were very active. Other teams are very active, like the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're very active. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, they're very active. There was a lot of teams that put in work. Hell, even the Kansas City Chiefs put in some work on Monday, and the Raiders really did not do a whole lot. Again, I think that they were really trying to go hot and heavy after J.C. Jackson, but they didn't come to the same deal that the Chargers did. Five years, $82.5 million deal includes $25 million signing bonus, $40 million in guarantees. His 2022 salary is $3 million, and 2023 salary is $12 million. They are fully guaranteed, and that was the big fish. You know, that was the big fish that would have been a hell of an addition to the Raiders' defense, that secondary, but it just didn't come through. So now the Raiders have to move on to plan B. And please believe, Raider Nation, there's still some really good players available in free agency that the Raiders are talking to. I mean, the Raiders have been associated Associated with multiple different players they just haven't landed anybody yet and one of the guys that they're associated with Stephon Gilmore and he was a guy that I said was number two on my list if you can't go get JC Jackson go get Stephon Gilmore well uh, Connor Hughes put out a tweet saying that the Jets 49ers and Raiders are all uh, interested in Stephon Gilmore he was a guy if you remember he was on the Patriots and got traded to the Carolina Panthers he was really banged up but he ultimately played in eight games had two passes defense and two interceptions he's 31 years old so I do think there could be a chance that a deal gets 
gets done with Gilmore, but we'll just have to wait and see. Another cornerback that the Raiders had their name associated with was Rams free agent cornerback Darius Williams. Uh, there was a tweet that said the Darius Williams is receiving significant interest from the Jags, Raiders, and the Chargers. And uh, all those teams are teams that have been spending money, except for the Raiders. The Jaguars spent a boatload of money on Monday and agreed to deals on Monday with a lot, and so did the Chargers. Uh, as far as Darius Williams goes, played in 14 games in 2020, had nine passes defense, no interception. He's 29 years old, and he just seems like an okay guy. He doesn't seem like a guy that I would think, oh, man, that's a good deal. You know, that's a good one that you went and got. So I don't really think that that's a guy that I want to see the Raiders land, but I do know that their name is associated with them. There was also a wide receiver that their name was associated with on Monday. Packers wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantley, uh, Josina Anderson put out the Raiders, Bears, 49ers, Colts, and Texans all have interest in Scantling, and uh, he played in 11 games, had 430 yards receiving on 26 catches, three touchdowns. He's 27 years old, and I've heard a lot of people say, well, he's got the size and the speed, so he can do what Henry Ruggs was doing. I don't really buy that. Uh, I know that in the past he's had drop problems. I just, I don't see him as a good fit. That'd be a guy that if the Raiders were to land him, I'd say, oh, that's cool, but not really. You know what I mean? Like, I've said it multiple times. If they're not going to go get a big fish when it comes to free agency in the wide receiver position, just go get one in the draft. And so if they settle for Marquez Valdez-Scanling, I think that's exactly what they're doing. They're settling. So, uh, no thank you to that, but again, on Monday, their name was associated with him. And the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. Uh, it was being reported that he was being talked to by the Raiders and a couple other teams. I don't know how significant that is or if that's really real. There's been a ton of all these fake Twitter accounts of these ESPN guys trying to be reporters. And one guy even tried to call me out when he said that, uh, what did he say? He said Devontae Adams requested a trade to the Raiders and said that Green Bay wants three day two draft picks in the in the upcoming draft to get that done and I said and someone asked me about it and I said no I wouldn't believe that uh, that doesn't seem like a real report the guy had the nerve to actually send me a direct message it was like do you want to be on the phone call with the Green Bay front office <laughs> and so I laughed and I was like uh that's probably not a good idea even if this is real it's probably not a good idea if you do that but hey you go ahead and do whatever you want to do you ain't got to worry about proving nothing to me I ain't worried about it but for Devonte Adams three day two picks is definitely not what they'd be asking for. They might be asking for three day one picks, but not day two picks. So, uh, yeah, whatever he was talking about. So I tell you all that to tell you, just watch out for the reports that you read on Twitter because there's so many guys. I don't know what their goal is besides they're just sitting at home bored, but they're coming up with all these fake accounts, making all these fake reports. I even saw one that said Devontae Adams and the Raiders agreed to a trade, and that's false as well. Not saying that it can't ever happen, but it hasn't happened yet. Just go ahead and pay attention to who you really follow on Twitter because a lot of these accounts are out there and they're fake. But as it relates to Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, the Chiefs did agree to a three-year deal with former Texans safety Justin Reed. So Honey Badger's not returning to Kansas City. And he's only 29 years old. He's a guy that creates turnovers. You know that. Obviously, Raider fans know that. He's a ball hawk. He could be a guy that could be a nice addition to the Raiders' defense. I don't know if he's in play for him, but it has been talked about that, you know, their name is associated with the Honey Badger. So look out for that because I think that it would be a reasonable deal. I'm sure he'd have a little bit of want to get a little get back on the Kansas City Chiefs, so that might be a good addition for the Raiders. So kind of look out for that. That's also a deal that could happen sometime today. Now, one thing that did happen for the Raiders on Monday, they actually lost a free agent. Wide receiver Zay Jones is now leaving Las Vegas. He's on his way to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He agreed to a three-year deal up to $30 million, $24 million with the base salary. And Zay Jones put in a heck of a year last year. And really, it was towards the end of the year, right? When the Raiders went on that four-game winning streak, he really started to step up in a major way. And he actually put in his second best season in his career with 540. 
646 total yards back in 2018 with the Buffalo Bills. His second year in the league, he had 652 yards. So, again, he put in his second best year in the league, and he turns that into a three-year, $30 million contract. Now, you remember just an offseason ago, Nelson Aguilar, he put up his best season ever with 896 yards receiving with the Raiders and turned that into a nice contract with the New England Patriots. So, uh, Derek Carr is getting somebody paid. <laughs> he got Zay Jones paid. He got Nelson Aguilar paid. I know other guys that got paid in the past, but back-to-back off-seasons, wide receivers go to other teams and get a pretty hefty bag after playing with Derek Carr. So that's a tip of the cap to D.C. right there for anyone who questions if he's good or even if, uh, you know, wide receivers like to play with him because as of right now, guys are getting paid after playing with Derek Carr. So you got to shout him out for that. At least give him credit for that. And one more little nugget here for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes of the day. Uh, Raider Nation's got to feel pretty good about their chances to land Stephon Gilmore because late on Monday, the Chiefs, former Chiefs cornerback Charvarius Ward actually agreed to a three-year deal with the 49ers for $42 million, including $26 million guaranteed. And the 49ers were one of the teams that were talking about Stephon Gilmore. So it was also the Jets and the Raiders. So I would assume if it comes down to the Jets and the Raiders, that he would pick the Raiders. But that's just me. That's just my gut feeling. I think that you can kind of eliminate the 49ers from being in the running for Gilmore after uh, Ward signs the, or agrees to the three-year $42 million deal. So Raider Nation, I know the signings didn't happen the way you wanted them on Monday, especially losing out on J.C. Jackson to rival Chargers. But at the end of the day, it looks like Stephon Gilmore still might end up becoming a Raider. So we'll have to find out. I'm sure something will happen today. And speaking of today, coming up in segment number two, we're going to talk about how you don't have to win day one. You don't have to win day two. You don't have to win the offseason at all. Because if you win the offseason, a lot of times it does not prove that you're going to actually win during the season as the Raiders have been witnesses of that for many, many years. And there's still plenty of really good players out there available that the Raiders could add to their roster and may not have to overpay for as you would on day one. That's all coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast after I tell you about betonline.net. And it is college basketball tournament time. It is finally here. Hopefully you're getting your bracket filled out. You know you got to have it filled out by Thursday when the game all get started and hey you know you can check out betonline.net for all the great lines you can look for the upsets you may be able to pick some upsets by betonline.net uh, they got all your sports scores podcasts all the news you need all you got to do is check it out they got more than basketball though they got hockey they got everything you got UFC baseball's right around the corner that's coming back so they'll have that for you as well they've got the live betting they got your favorite Vegas casino games everything you need is on their website betonline.net head to the website today or on your laptop or your mobile device Learn about the trends and all the action. BetOnline.net, that's where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your Locked On Raiders. Your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team 
every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to talk about not having to sweat, not winning the offseason. And right now, the Raiders aren't winning the offseason, but that's okay. There's been so many years in the past that the Raiders have won the offseason. Right now, you have to look at teams like the Broncos. They're winning. The Chargers, they're winning. Uh, Other teams are winning in the offseason, and that's fine. That's all great. Even the Bengals, they're doing pretty well, but that's a really good team. They, You saw what they did on Monday, really tried to bolster that offensive line, which we all knew was a major issue. Joe Burrow got sacked way too many times, but there's been so many times that the Raiders have come out to shoots and have been aggressive in free agency and went and got this guy, that guy, and the other, went out and made a big-time trade, and all of a sudden you think, oh, man, this team is going to be great, and then, well, they get to the regular season and nothing. What I've learned from covering the NFL and just being a fan of the NFL in general, just because you win the offseason does not mean that's going to show success in you know the uh, regular season and the postseason. How many times has the Washington football team gone out there and done some big things, landed that big fish free agent just for that person to flop? And, you know, obviously J.C. Jackson was that big fish free agent, and he ended up going to the Chargers. So the Chargers, after getting Khalil Mack, getting some other defensive players, I mean, they look like they're really going all the way in. And, oh, by the way, they're able to do this because Justin Herbert is on a rookie deal. They're able to do this because their left tackle's on a rookie deal. They're able to do this because their safety in the in center field, Derwin James, he's on a rookie deal as well. So they're able to add all these pieces right now. I mean, that's what you do is take advantage of a guy on his rookie contract. Now, uh, the Raiders don't have that benefit. You know, they got Derek Carr going into contract number three, so he's going to have to get paid. But uh, just because they're not aggressive on day one and uh, they didn't land J.C. Jackson like we all wanted, including myself, uh, doesn't mean that they're losing. Doesn't mean that they're not doing anything. It just means that they're being selective. And I think that that's okay. And when I say they're being selective, I'm not saying they didn't want J.C. Jackson. I fully believe they were in the running for him. They just didn't land him. I think that they got to a certain point and they said, okay, this is what our number for him looks like and this is what we're willing to give him. And if it's higher than that, then it's no dice. And that's what it is. Now, reports are that J.C. Jackson wanted to play with Derwin James. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I believe that he went to the highest bidder. That's just my gut feeling. I believe the Patriots surprised them by letting them walk and not hitting them with the franchise tag. Hell, I know they surprised me by not giving them, hitting them with the franchise tag. I was surprised by that. And I think the Raiders put a certain number on him and said, okay, this is what we're willing to do and no more. So I think that they are being very disciplined. And they say, hey, if we don't land him, we'll go and land somebody else. And so there's other guys. And as I mentioned on Monday's show, if they don't land JC, they can still go out and land a Stephon Gilmore, a guy that it looks like they're going to be in the running for and, and could possibly land him. And we might find out about him anytime today. And depending on what time you're listening to it, he might have already agreed to a deal with the Silver and Black. There's still James Bradbury, who's in New York with the Giants. And I know that that would be a trade, but I still think that'd be a good addition. The Raiders ultimately need a veteran cornerback to add to this defense. I mean, they, they do need that. But even if they don't trade for James Bradbury, there's other guys that are out there available. Matter of fact, uh, there was a list that I was looking up on Monday evening, and it was the top 10 NFL free agents left right now. So looking at some of these names, how about Saints left tackle Teron Armstead? He's a guy that plays the left tackle position. Now, if he were to flip over and play the right tackle position, I would have no problem with the Raiders going after him, but he's going to get some big-time money from somebody. uh, Cardinals defensive end Chandler Jones, he's going to get paid by somebody. He's a hell of an edge rusher. Uh, He's a guy that I believe the Patriots let go a year too early, traded him away to the Arizona Cardinals, and he put in work after that. But don't think the Raiders are in position for him. Rams Von Miller, don't think that uh, he's in a position to go to the Silver 
Malcolm Black. I think he's headed back to Denver or else he'll stay in L.A. But ultimately, I think he ends up back in Denver. Chiefs Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger. I think that there's a good chance that the Raiders could go sign him. How about this guy? Saints Marcus Williams. Safety Saints Marcus Williams. I would be very interested in the Raiders making a move for Marcus Williams. I think that that would be a really good one-two punch between Marcus Williams and uh, and Trayvon Merrick back there uh, playing center field. I'd be okay with that. I don't know if that's the direction the Raiders would like to go, but that's a hell of a player right there. Bears wide receiver Allen Robinson. We talked about him before. Uh, he could be a really good wide receiver, but I think you just need someone that's super explosive. Uh, mentioned Panthers Stephon Gilmore. Uh, talked about him in great detail in segment number one. Rams wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. I think he returns to L.A. Saints quarterback Jameis Winston. I think he's going to end up being the Saints quarterback unless they end up landing Deshaun Watson, which I know they have a lot of interest in him. And then Seahawks linebacker Bobby Wagner. Now, that's a guy that I'd be interested in if the price was right. I'm hearing that his, his market is really starting to ramp up and there's a lot of teams that want to throw a lot of money at him so he'll probably be out of the price range for the silver and black but Bobby Wagner is still a hell of a player is he the same guy that he was uh, with the Legion of Boom and and, in Seattle for all those years no he's lost a step or two but he's still really sticking good so uh, I think he'd be a really good addition he could team up in that linebacking core of the Raiders with Denzel Perriman. I'm sure that Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator, would have no problem using two dudes like that because both of those guys are really good players. But I tell you all that just to let you know that there's some really good guys out there still available, and that's just a few of them. You know, there's other guys that I'm looking at that I would still have interest in the Raiders going and getting. Uh, I mentioned Morgan's Mo. I mentioned Morgan Moses, the right tackle of the Jets. I mentioned him on Monday. Uh, he's still out there and available. Nobody's even talking about him yet. So the Raiders could be waiting until day two, day three, day four to even go and start approaching Morgan Moses because, again, he's not a tier one guy. But I could definitely see the Raiders getting him, and I think that would be a good addition. Calais Campbell, the defensive tackle from the Ravens. I think he's a guy that could be a nice addition on a short-term deal to the Raiders' defensive line. I would have no problem with that, and I know Baltimore wants him back. He did say on Monday that he was going to continue to look at all his options and see what the best fit is. Calais Campbell on that Raiders' defensive line would be similar to what Gerald McCoy was supposed to be uh, before he got injured. Calais Campbell is still a dude. He can still get it done. He's got that winner mentality. I mean, he's just one of those guys. He'd be a hell of an example on that D-line, and they can go and get someone else in the draft as well to go along with him that'd be I think a really good addition for Patrick Graham in that defense so uh, Calais Campbell I'd have a lot of interest in and I mentioned before Marcus Williams the safety from the Saints he'd be a hell of an addition as well so plenty of really good players that are still out there and available just because the Raiders haven't gone out of the shoots and really gone uh, crazy and spent all their money right away uh, that's fine that's okay and remember they still at some point I'm assuming are going to get a Derek Carr contract extension done you know what it might not happen though because a lot of people have asked me about this it might not happen until after June 1st. That's when the Raiders are going to get more free agency money. That's when Corey Littleton, uh, his deal will become official. He's a post-June 1st cut. So that's going to add $11 million more to their salary cap. So they might be waiting to, to sign Derek Carr after that June 1st date. So I wouldn't really get too caught up in the fact that they haven't signed him on contract extension. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, he's out of there. There's no way that they're going to give him a contract extension. They're about to trade him because they haven't done it yet. I don't necessarily agree with all that. Again, I've said it many times. I don't think he's going anywhere. But of course, until they actually get that pen to paper it's going to continue to be a conversation a lot of people don't want to hear it but I, as I said I don't think he's going anywhere I just think that there's a method to the madness there's a reason why they haven't signed him to the extension yet I think they're trying to build that team up I think they're trying to go slow and methodical make the right decision not get too crazy and not just go money whip a bunch of players and try to get them to go to the Raiders again I believe the Raiders are a desirable location I believe that Las Vegas is a desirable location there's no state income tax there's a lot of things that like it's a brand new facility brand new 
stadium. I mean, there's a lot of things to like about what's going on with the Raiders. So I don't think it's that that team that it used to be back in Oakland when they were playing on a half-dirt field and their facilities in Alameda weren't up to snuff, and they just basically had this money whip players to get them to go to the team. It's not that day and age. You know, this is also a team that just came out of the playoffs. Of course, they lost to the Bengals in the first round, but they were in the playoffs. So the expectation as far as winning is there as well. So I wouldn't put too much stock into the fact that they didn't go out there and get aggressive day one. I do think that they tried to get an aggressive guy in J.C. Jackson. It didn't come through. So there's other guys that they, you know, have dibbled and dabbled with, talked a little bit to, and will probably put a little bit more pressure on a little bit today. I would be surprised if we went another day and didn't hear about a signing or an agreement that the Raiders have come to with a with a player. But you never know. You never know how it shakes out. I just wouldn't panic. I wouldn't get overwhelmed. I wouldn't think the sky's falling. Tell, I wouldn't talk about the front office terrible because they're not doing anything just because they might not be winning the offseason right now in your eyes. The offseason doesn't mean anything. It's all about what they do once they get the players in the camp, once they get the guys drafted, once they get through preseason and get to the regular season. That's what you want to win. There's been plenty of years where the Raiders have won the offseason, haven't done anything in the regular season. So I'd rather take them winning in the regular season than them win the offseason. So that's all I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Before I get to any of that, though, I do want to tell you about rockauto.com, and I've been telling you about them for a very long time. And, hell, they've been doing it online for a very long time, over 20 years. If you want auto parts, they are the place for you. It's simple. You go online, rockauto.com. You look for the parts that you're looking for, and you can get all kind of savings. I mean, you can save with the 30% off, 50% off. Sometimes rockauto.com even finds ways to save 100% from the chain stores or the car dealerships. That's pretty hard to do, but they're able to do it. All you got to do is check out the website. It's like dummy proof. If I can figure it out, you can figure it out. You order the part that you need. It'll come to your house. You never have to leave the comforts of your home. And then, boom, you just go and you fix your car and you hook it up the way you need to hook it up. But you're going to save a whole lot of money while you're doing it. And all the parts are great parts. RockAuto.com. While you're there on the website, the only thing I asked you to do in the box that said, how'd you hear about us? Right, Locked On Raiders Podcast. That's how they know that I sent you and I'm doing my job. It's a great selection. Super low prices. All the parts your car is ever going to need is at one spot. That's RockAuto.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with a call from Cal from Canada. He's calling to ask about fourth-year safety Jonathan Abram. Here he is, Cal from Canada. Hey, Q, it's Cal from Canada calling. I'm just wondering what your opinion is on uh, Abram. I don't know. I'm thinking we should keep him personally. I I like him. I feel that he was rough in the beginning, uh, not that great. But then uh, later on, once he was put on notice, I feel he's he's been slamming people. And I was really bummed out when he uh, when he got hurt. Uh, let me know what you think. Thanks. 
Bye-bye. There he goes. That's Cal from Canada. Thank you for that call, my man. As far as Jonathan Abram goes, I think this year is a prove-it year. I mean, I really do. Uh, he's not going to get his fifth-year option picked up, in my opinion. I don't think that that's going to happen, but I do think he's going to have to work his tail off to prove who he is. I mean, his career has been very underwhelming so far, mainly due to injuries, but also due to being played out of position. You know, he started to turn the corner last year under Gus Bradley, and then he got hurt again. So, I think this is like the last thing, the last straw for Jonathan Abram. He's really got to show his worth and that he's worthy of a roster spot. And I think the only way he's not on the roster this uh, upcoming year is if he gets beat out in camp. And that's really all that can happen. If he gets beat out, then he gets beat out. If he doesn't, then he's going to have to prove it this year. And he's got to stay healthy. That'll be the biggest key. But that has been an issue for Jonathan Abram since he entered the league. So thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up, I got a text from Rockford Raider. Hey, Q, it's Rockford Raider here with free agency getting started and the Raiders clearing up some cash space on top of all the chatter about the Raiders needing one of the top free agent receivers this offseason has me thinking. The offense was good enough last year. Ten wins. If Coach McDaniels improves the red zone like we all hope he does, we won't need as many heroic victories. Max took some cash space, but a car extension could create more. With the release of Littleton, it will clear enough for late roster filling signings and covering the draft class. I believe we should go all in on focus on improving the defense through free agency and the draft while using one of the picks on on a wide receiver to contribute or groom. A mid-tier free agent wide receiver and an O-line signer or two will be enough for this offense if the red zone issues are addressed. Let me know your thoughts. As always, we appreciate all you do. Go Raiders. That's from Rockford Raider. Thank you for the text, my man. I do appreciate you. And yeah, man, I do think that the defense needs to be addressed. I do think that they still need a big-time defensive back, even though J.C. Jackson is no longer on the board. Stephon Gilmore would be a great addition. Uh, They do need a veteran defensive back. They do need uh, somebody in the middle of that defensive line. If that's in the draft or in free agency, so be it. Uh, Like I said, that a Calais Campbell would be just fine, but if they went and got somebody in the draft, I'd be okay with that, like a Jordan Davis, like a Devontae Wyatt, his college teammate, or other, you know, somebody else that I might not be thinking of, but someone who could be a difference maker along that defensive line. Uh, offensive line still needs to be addressed. I've been ta- pounding the table for Morgan Moses. I think he'd be a really good right tackle addition. I don't think he's going to cost a whole lot of money. I mean, there's some really good holes that could be filled in free agency, and the rest could be done in the draft, but I do expect Josh McDaniels to improve the red zone offense. I do like to see a big-time wide receiver like a Devontae Adams, but I don't want the Raiders to settle on a wide receiver. I don't want them to just go get DJ Chark just because everyone thinks that they need to go get him. DJ Chark has been very underwhelming. Uh, He hasn't been very available the last couple years, so uh, I'm just kind of out on that, and I know a lot of folks want to see that. I'm not one of those (laughs) at all. So unless you're going to go get a top-notch wide receiver, uh, I'm okay with them just staying back, staying pat, and just waiting until the draft and going and getting a guy that they expect to be a big-time playmaker. So thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Next up is a call from Raider Zach in the 816. He's a new booty caller calling in to talk about free agency tampering period and the fact that, well, he's been disappointed a few times already. Here he is, Raider Zach in the 816. Hey, Q. This is Raider Zach in the 816. I'm a new booty. I was just calling to say we're only a few hours in to the tampering period, and I've already been disappointed twice. First with the Christian Kirk signing. I didn't want the Raiders to go after him. I'm glad we didn't. But the price tag the Jags gave him is going to reset the market, and it's going to push Allen Robinson out of our price range and make us overpay for somebody like DJ Chark. So it's disappointing. Second, is Jackson going to the Chargers? I mean, come on, man. I knew it would be a long shot for us to get him anyway because I figured he'd want 20, 20 plus. But he's getting 16-5. If I was Ziegler, I would be on the phone right now saying, we'll give you 18 plus an extra $5 million guaranteed. You know, tack on whatever Chargers gave him. Tack on an extra five of that guaranteed money. We got to snag him away. We, he can't be in the same division, first of all. 
We also need him. Ridiculous. Anyway, that's all I got. Raider Zach, thanks for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. Welcome to the show. Uh, hopefully that's not your last call. But I'll say this, man. With the Christian Kirk deal, it's wild. But the Jags, they're in that position that the Raiders were a few years ago. You know, and I mentioned this earlier in the show, that they got a super overpay to get folks to go to Jacksonville because they don't believe that they're going there to win, right? It's not the most desirable place. Now, I know Trevor Lawrence is a damn good quarterback, but there's so many questions in Jacksonville, and it starts at the top. You know, from the ownership to the GM to everything. I mean, you see how Jacksonville just screwed up all their different options that they had at the at the head coaching position. Looked like Byron Leftwich was going to be the guy. They ended up getting Doug Peterson. Not that he's a bad head coach, but he was a guy that that wasn't their first guy on the radar. They wanted Byron Leftwich, and they found a way to mess that up. So uh, Zay Jones, he just got up to $30 million from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, they're just doing that. They're spending a lot of money, which on day one of free agency, you got to do that. Now, J.C. Jackson, I was hoping he was going to be a Raider. But I think that they just stood pat. They just said, hey, look, this is what we'll spend. And, okay, if you're going to end up spending more and and, and giving them more money, then you can have them. And I think that that's just uh, what they're going to do. I think that they're comfortable with doing that. They know that they can go out there and get another player that's just as good, if not better, and not have to pay the same amount of money. At least that's their philosophy, I do believe. So uh, just like I said in segment number two, it's not about winning the offseason. It's about winning in the regular season. So uh, I think they'll land a veteran corner. I think it'll be Stephon Gilmore. Who knows? By the time you're listening to this, maybe he's already – already landed with the silver and black but after uh, the 49ers went out and made a, a move for uh, for the Chiefs former cornerback Ward uh, I think that that they're out of the running for Gilmore and I think that the Raiders are definitely going to end up landing him I just can't see him picking the Jets over the silver and black but that's just me so thank you so much for that call again I do appreciate you hope to hear from you again soon uh, next up is a text from Raider fan in San Diego hello Q I'd like to ask something of the nation Would you please calm down? It's the first day of free agency. The league year hasn't even officially started. The team needs are not that extreme. We don't need multi-million dollar sledgehammers to push this team over the top. Thoughtful and complimentary additions are needed. Team needs are right tackle, wide receiver, deep threat, defensive tackle, and cornerback. We address those four positions. We're in really good shape. The reason Ziegler and McDaniels aren't panic signing is because the team is in good place for the first time in a long time. Trust the process. Belichick would not have kept these guys around for as long as he did if they weren't good at what they do. Relax and enjoy the offseason. As always, Raider for life. That's signed Raider fan in San Diego. Thank you for the text, my man. And yeah, I think that you're right. You know, again, everyone wants to see the big name landed. You know, like I said, I thought J.C. Jackson would have been awesome. The Raiders haven't had a ball hawk and corner in a while, and he would have been a good one. He would have been a really good addition. It just didn't work out. Out. It just didn't. But there's other guys out there that the Raiders can go and sign. And uh, as I mentioned multiple times, Gilmore is one of them. And there's multiple other guys that they can go out there and sign. Morgan Moses, the uh, right tackle, he's another one. Uh, wide receiver, deep threat. They can go and get one in the draft, or maybe they'll find a guy that they like in free agency. I'd rather them get one in the draft. Defensive tackle, wouldn't mind seeing them get one in the draft or go get Calais Campbell from the Ravens. Those would all be guys that are welcome additions, as far as I'm concerned, to the silver and black. Thank you for your text, my man. Next up, just got a couple more. I got a call from T. Wolvie in Nashville. He's calling to question the J.C. Jackson signing by the Chargers, basically wondering why the Pats let him go and why the Raiders didn't push harder for him. Here he is, T. Wolvie out of Nashville. Thank you. T. Wolvie here in Nashville. Just wanted to chime in on the J.C. Jackson Chargers signing and uh, before everybody flips out. I've been kind of wondering this, uh, you know, the whole day. Why would the Patriots let him walk? especially last year when they had all that money uh, to spend on free agents, they could have prioritized giving him an extension. And furthermore, why didn't the Raiders make a bigger push for him, seeing that, you know, Ziegler and McDaniels probably know the guy pretty well, especially Ziegler, uh, for obvious reasons. 
you would think if he was as amazing as Twitter is making him out to be, which he is a good back. He gets a lot of picks, but they obviously see something or know something about his personality or his hustle or, or some, uh, some form of his personality that they just weren't willing to offer him that money and the Chargers did. So it might be one of those scenarios where it plays to our advantage in the future. Uh, plus we got some money to spend. They, they obviously, they obviously have their people that they think are going to fit our schemes and, uh, and the personnel and more importantly, the team culture. So, uh, they're going to make some moves here. I'm sure by the time, uh, by the time we hear the pod tomorrow, there's going to be something going on. So, Raider Nation, relax. We're in good hands. All right, Q, you're the best. Peace. There he goes, T. Wolvie in Nashville. Great call, my man. I appreciate you. And, yeah, you know, there's something to that. You know, I really can't for the life of me understand why the Patriots didn't franchise tag J.C. Jackson. Instead, they let him walk, you know, and I know they're going to get a compensatory pick, but I was really surprised that they didn't just go ahead and franchise him and make another team trade for him. And maybe they thought that the trade market wouldn't be there uh, if they franchised him. I don't know, but uh, if I had been the Patriots, I would have made sure that I franchise tagged him. But then again, there's a reason why I'm not the Patriots, right? There's a reason why I'm sitting here behind this mic and not behind that mic, you know, and I'm not calling no shots anywhere, but besides this microphone in my own home studio, right? But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, as far as, you know, the Raiders not pushing harder, I just think that Ziegler and company are just being disciplined and saying this is what we're willing to spend, and if you want more, then you'll have to get it somewhere else. And he ended up with the Chargers, and you know, I think that there's something to that, because look, with the Raiders, he's in Las Vegas. There is no state income tax. In California, there's nothing but state income tax. So, no matter how much money he's getting, he's going to lose a lot due to taxes that he wouldn't have lost in Las Vegas. Now, there's other elements that would have came into play here in Las Vegas, but I still think the front office for the Raiders just decided this is going to be the number that we're going to cap it at, and if it goes over than this, then we're just not going to get him. We'll go and get someone else. I, I ultimately think that's what they did, and that is similar to what the Patriots do. So thank you so much for that call. And I'll get one more text in to close things out. A text from Raider Black. What's up, Q? I'll be honest. I never even heard of J.C. Jackson until you started talking about him, and I jumped on the free agent bandwagon to sign him. The entire the entire NFL can sign or be traded to the Chargers, but they have to get past their coach before getting past any teams. No matter who they bring in, looking forward to the rest of the week. This is my favorite time of year. Free agency equals depth. Draft equals starters. That's from Raider Black. Thank you so much for the text, my man. And, yeah, I know a lot of folks weren't hip to who J.C. Jackson was. I just knew he was a dude that was creating a bunch of turnovers in New England. And so uh, he got on my radar early and often. But, again, as I mentioned a long time ago, I didn't think that there was any chance he was going to get out of New England. And, well, here we are. We're talking about him agreeing to a massive deal with the Chargers. So who knows how his career plays out in L.A.? I mean, it's never always the same. You know, sometimes you go from one team to another, and you're not the same guy. You know, I could talk about Corey Littleton, who was a stud in L.A. with the Rams, and, well, not so much with the Raiders. So you never know how it shakes out. It looks good on paper, but on paper is not how you win games. But thank you so much for that text. I do appreciate you, and thank you for everyone who reached out today to talk about free agency or what other subject you want to talk about when it comes to the silver and black. And free agency is a tough time of year to cover and keep everyone up to date because things happen at all kind of times so you may listen to this uh, podcast early in the morning and then all of a sudden you know 15 minutes later boom something is already signed or as this thing is getting posted someone's been signed I mean it's just it's so crazy in free agency it's, it's really tough to navigate through the waters and like I said keep you all the way updated on everything that is going on but we do the best we can around here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast so thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day remember you can find it free and available on all 
platforms. Coming up tomorrow, we'll have more free agency news. Who have the Raiders signed? Have they signed anybody? I think that they will, but we'll talk about it. Well, they won't sign them. They don't sign them until Wednesday, but we'll still be talking about them. And so we'll do that uh, recap in Tuesday's day in free agency, at least the tampering period as it pertains to the Raiders. So until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.